everyone, and welcome to the Sex Ed Podcast. This is Kaylee. And this is Jen. And today we are talking to Chloe from Stripper Stories Podcast about her life as a stripper and sex worker. This is a really interesting episode. What do you think, Kaylee? Yes. Get ready for some gnarly stories in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Enjoy. so much for being here and talking to us today. Uh, can we get started with your pronouns and sexuality? Yeah, I'm straight. I'm a she, her, and I, yeah, I'm loving life on Stripper Stories podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you yes. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm uh, I'm yeah, big fan of my, uh, my assistant put me in <laughs> contact with you guys. And I was just like, oh my God, these Aww. guys are great. Thank you. Awesome. Yay. We're so excited to have you. We love your podcast too. It is raunchy and raw <laughs> and we, we love how open you are. So, um, yeah, we're so glad to have you. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's a great lead into what we're going to be talking about, which is stripping. Uh, you know, you've also been a pro dom, so we're going to talk about, uh, that a little bit as well, but just before we kind of jump into that, uh, can you give us maybe a little bit of an overview of your sex ed experience, maybe where you grew up, um, how you learned about sex, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, well, I basically had zero sex ed. <laughs> that is the big, <laughs> the big, like, I guess, astounding thing about my situation is that, like, I've had to learn it all myself mostly because I was mm-hmm. brought up in a very strict Catholic upbringing, which lots of people have, but it wasn't, it was less about my parents, more so my schooling. You know, mm-hmm. when you go to school, you expect them to start you off young watching the right <laughs> videos or doing whatever the fuck they're supposed to do, but none of that happened, not even the banana on the condom. So I knew <laughs> wow. nothing. So yeah, I was pretty green. And then I, I guess I had my first boyfriend, my first sexual experience when I was nearly 18 years old, which I mean, late bloomer. Yeah. A little (laughs) bit late. And then working a strip club at 23 was just all just fucking downhill rolled from there. Uphill, (laughs) uphill rolled from there. There you go. It was, it was was good. And, um, I think it's mostly down to like the women that I've met in my job and, and men that have kind of given me my sex education. Okay. (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. My partners too, but it's mostly my it's mostly my work, I think. So yeah, so yeah, very. Strange. Can you tell us like a little bit more about that? I mean, that sounds going from first boyfriend at eighteen to stripping in in four years sounds overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, just uh, but also fun. I mean, I would love to hear a little bit more. Like, how did you get started dancing and stripping at clubs, and what was what did that feel like? Yeah, I mean, well, I, it wasn't something that you know. I'm not sure if any girl thinks when they're you know 16 or eight I'm gonna be a stripper that's what I really (laughs) want to do with my life I mean some girls might and I'm like good for you and that's a fucking great idea but um no I think it it got to the point where I was in my my master's degree and I was you know typical poor broke student and and it I think it was through a guy I've told this story a few times he was basically a massive asshole we've all dated that first guy you know where it's after the first love and he's the guy that just treats you like shit, but you're so addicted <laughs> to the shit. And you're like, smother it all over my face. Um, and he was like, in a, I think he was in a piano bar. He used to play the piano and he watched me get numbers over the bar from these guys. Like I, I would just Ooh. be a cocktail waitress. And he was like, you do realize you could probably sort out your money situation if every one of those guys paid you for their time. 
And I thought, that's a really backhanded, shitty thing to say if you're meant to be dating me, <laughs> asshole. But we had a massive <laughs> argument one day, broke up with him. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe he's got a point. So I um, <laughs> so I went to a uh, a strip club in, in Mayfair, which is like the kind of upper class area of London. And um, I started mm-hmm. that way. And I, I literally nice. put into YouTube how to dance like a stripper because I had no <laughs> idea. It was literally like Bambi on ice, I can imagine. It was oh. <laughs> horrific. <laughs> horrific horrific time I wore the most ridiculous dress it was cringe like cringe but it's moved on from there what what dress did you wear I wore a velvet red Mm. like slit up the side like Jessica Rabbit dress (laughs) I thought strippers wore no that is not (laughs) not what they wear in movies that's what they wear but they wear a lot less than that in the strip clubs like (laughs) long sleeved you know with like it looked like um what they call those things that you put in like posh houses it's like a candelabra like a fucking round my neck round my face I was just like oh (laughs) wow it was awful so it started off that way and it moved swiftly on to me now working on cam Mm -hmm. like like post corona um so things have definitely definitely changed from working in the strip club back in in the uh baby stripper days yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I bet I'm sure in a lot of ways that's like more freeing like more freedom to do what you want to do on your own time maybe I love working on cam like I I always said to myself I'd never do it because obviously there's that kind of chance where if you're doing something sexual or you're exposing yourself or being vulnerable in any type of way um there's always a chance that guy will get their phone out in the background or have someone you know what I mean like so you just got to be careful when you're on on cam um that's Mm -hmm. what always put me off but I figured out like a little nifty way of doing it where you don't have to put your face in any of these shots at all you know there is oh, ways nice. of covering your back so um yeah I just get to meet some cool people and not have to go to bed at 6 a.m you know with a hangover <laughs> that's quite a positive <laughs> thing uh for me right now but yeah no. I love cam I don't think I'll go back to stripping to be honest oh was that from stripping going to bed at 6 a.m with a hangover yes yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean in my early 20s it was like standard I can drink whatever I want and go to the gym the next day you know how we've all been there right where you can have all the tequila shots and you're fine. Actually, no, no I've never yeah. been there. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think I could, I could do that until I was like 26. I think I, it hit yeah. me early that I hell? started to get hangovers. <laughs> yeah, it is horrific, isn't it? I've always had hangovers, like really? gnarly ones. Yeah, and they've just gotten worse as I've gotten older. Now it's like I'll have like two glasses of wine and I'll wake up in the middle of the night like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to myself? <laughs> yeah oh gosh but yeah no I think that that was a big thing for me and then you know dancing uh sober that's great I I learned how to do that now that was something that I was like this is when I've really got my you know my head around my body my sexuality saying no all these things that like you know you don't really learn it right in the beginning and you do need mm. a few like I guess substances to like give you a backbone which is the most horrendous thing ever but you know what like I did yeah and yeah now and now I I cam sober I used to dance sober and I was fine with it and I loved it going to bed at 6am though is still bad for the bags <laughs> yeah bad for the bag. yeah, really yeah. Bad. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about you know you just kind of mentioned you know lessons that you had to learn when you first got started uh particularly you know saying no maybe setting boundaries getting comfortable with your body can you tell us a little bit more about that and maybe how you learned some of that that sounds useful yeah well it honestly is i think it's just practice 
it wasn't ever a moment where I like light bulb moment like oh now mm. I now I like my vagina or now I'm like <laughs> you know I want to drop kick that guy in the face I'm, I'm just gonna do it with words instead of like physical violence <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know I don't know when that actually happened but um I think it's just having like a group of women or men around you in that type of environment who are your friends who have your back mm-hmm. but a place where you feel safe like when you first start any job I can imagine not just in the sex industry you feel a bit vulnerable to start off with you don't know what the fuck you're doing mm-hmm. that was me exactly the same you know and I think once you've worked in an industry for long enough you kind of know your boundaries you know what you know the right outfit to wear to make you feel powerful or like the, the song you want to dance to to make you feel like you're just like the sickest dancer ever and like <laughs> you know and not and not feel vulnerable at all yeah it was just practice and mm-hmm. and I think yeah I think having a good like group of women you know I had a really good like core group of like girlfriends who I'd worked with and they were always supported me so yeah. that was pretty cool too yeah mm-hmm. that sounds yeah <laughs> I'm like getting a vision in my head right now of like sex education being just groups of confident women who love their bodies teaching the younglings to do the same what a world that would be (laughs) it literally is that though like we'll all be sat around a table in a strip club like oh my god anal last night was absolutely horrific have you ever tried like anal bleaching have you ever tried anal douching have you ever and we're all just there like what let's write this down because like that's (laughs) you didn't know anything to do with any of this and then you've got all these older strippers like in their 40s like that have been through it all and they're just like the most interesting fascinating confident women and and that's something was to me that I really looked up to you know now Mm -hmm. being like in my 30s now um, (laughs) I I never thought I would still be doing it Mm -hmm. but I have people now asking me those questions and I'm like oh okay I'm now her and that's not a bad thing you know so yes you are the elder stripper now who has all the life lessons <laughs> and all the all the oh secrets. I'm not the Gandalf the Grey of stripping. Like literally <laughs> yes. horrendous. Oh no. I oh, love damn. that. <laughs> <laughs> so then with with the camming, do you also do like pro doming and, and like kink stuff as well? Yeah. Um I did a bit in person doming uh back back in the before the dinosaurs, like literally before mm. Corona when things were open. But now, yeah, online, there's a lot of kink stuff flying about, especially now people are locked down and not being able to leave the house. And I think that, unfortunately, what I've kind of been exposed to is partners who don't feel that they can be themselves in front of their spouse or someone mm-hmm. who they're living with, their friends. And so they come to me as a cam girl, as a kind of safe haven. And I don't, as much as I, you know, I don't condone that because I'm always like, please speak to your partner, be open, communication, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't force someone to like, want to talk about that shit and you're not in their relationship so yeah Yeah. there's a lot of kink going about and things I would never have even thought were kinks before Ooh, that sounds like a juicy (sighs) yeah juicy story can you share some of those (laughs) (laughs) well I mean look okay we've all heard of asphyxia wanks before right but I've never actually witnessed one like speaking to my girlfriend do you know what that is are you you I've never heard that term yeah Oh my are you talking God. about autoerotic asphyxiation? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Asphy- okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the situation. No, but literally, we've all heard about it, but no one's seen one. No one's, no one's just like turns on the camera and then they're just, that's just, you're just hit right. in the face with it. Or like yeah. talking about dead bodies, like things like that, which are like mm, lots of age play, race play, which I'm not comfortable with doing myself yeah. because that's just where I draw the line. Absolutely yeah. not. Sure. But things like, 
I would never really encounter in my everyday life because mm. my partners haven't really been into, you know, when you know your partner. It's it's wild, some of the stuff wow. that, yeah. Also, I think the saying no is a big thing there because when you do get to like the racial slurs and all of that that kind of thing that kind of turns people on or even cheating, you know, people love to cheat. They love to explore that that side of things. If you don't feel comfortable it's really freaking important to set your boundaries, I think, 100%. Yeah. Because there's just certain things I just will not... Bestiality. No. Mm-hmm. Shitting. No. Lots and lots of shitting. People like shit. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I don't judge you, but just not today. Okay? Not for you. Not for <laughs> just you. Just not today. Not today, Satan. I only no, do shit on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Between these hours, that's the time the shit is okay. Like, it's, it's honestly, um, like, mad. I think... Me and my friend joked about it the other day, like, Cam, you turn it on at 9am and you do not know what's going to come full, like, frontal at you. Like, sometimes it is too early <laughs> to talk about shit or sticksy yeah. wanks or anything else you want to talk about. It's just, right. you just need a stiff drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Totally. I think a lot of it is like voyeurism. They like, they like women to watch. They like to have someone else there just witnessing mm. it. And that's cool mm-hmm. too. Like, I'm happy with it. As long as I... I mean, not I'm not participating, and I, there's that is one thing I won't agree to is like how low can you go? We always joke about it, like, but it is disgust, like just despicable, and I'm gonna say quite disgusting. Mm. How young can you play a like some someone? Can you how young can you dress yourself up? Like that sort of mm. thing is like there's never a good time to just voyeur and be like a person that just watches that. Like I can't just. Yeah. stay silent you know that's where it makes yeah. me kind of a bit judgy and like as a cam girl you know you do pride yourself in never being that sort of person that judges others on what their kinks are but yeah there yeah. are some times where there's you just have lines. to go you can't cross for sure yeah for real yeah but yeah there's sure. lots, of, lots of things have you done about. anything fun like that sounded really dark honestly yeah. have you done any any fun doming stuff or any fun kinks <laughs> um i'm trying to think i had a guy the other day okay so it is kind of dark I mean it, it is not it's, I mean it's never going to be like the most positive thing you've ever heard because you know it right. is, it is yeah, that type of star. environment yeah. yeah well they are they can be in person I mean a lot of them at the moment are cheating like mm. vibes so there's this there's this guy who uh who likes me to watch him have other women in his wife's bed or like wow. when she's that's like out. a lot of levels of cheating. That's a yeah. lot of levels. And like he puts their like her knickers on on the on the woman, like the the cheater, the girl. Interesting. And wow. then puts the knickers back in the drawer. He lets oh. her masturbate with her electric toothbrush and then puts Ew. it back on the stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're just like, oh, no, you're not. Don't do it. No, not the electric toothbrush. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh God. What else has he done? Oh yeah, he's um he's cut no, he's come on a woman's face that's the cheater cheater woman, got the woman to wipe it on the wife's pillow and not wash it. Oh god, that was a nightmare. Wow. How does she not know? I'm sorry, how does she not put that toothbrush in her mouth and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> let's hope i don't know i just don't know but like it yeah. is fascinating to me i'm like oh my god this is so awful but i just can't stop watching you know yeah like, like it's watching roadkill <laughs> you can't look yeah. away that's like i mean like you cheat on someone you cheat on someone but that's like a whole other step of like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> it's degrading to the nth degree isn't it 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, horrific. Oh my God. And then he was offering me money because he's getting married to this lady. Is he sure he wants to? <laughs> well, this is what I was like, really? But I'm just not there to question it. I'm like, okay, great. Um, <laughs> would you like to be paid to come to the wedding, pretend that we were ex-colleagues back in the day, and then I want the first person that I have sex with after I've got married to be an escort because I love cheating that much. Yeah. Uh, Tumbleweed. Are you, are you, you going to do okay. it? I don't know so. if there's enough money in the world. That's like acting degree <laughs> level. <laughs> like Ugh. you have to pretend to be a colleague. Like, And he wants, the, he wants you to be in like, all, well, wanted me to be in all of the wedding photos, everything, like full on sick shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I was crazy. like, you have, you've got some, you know, you've been planning this out. Good for you. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lot. Like, I have a great therapist that I can... <gasps> Oh God, I know. I mean, I never do full service anyway. That's like where I've kind of drew, drawn the line for myself. He doesn't know this because, you know, you just, you say whatever you can on cam. You don't always tell the mm. truth, you know, it's not like right. a, you know, it's not like going to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was really intense. <laughs> that's good. That's You're crazy. like, say something really light and fun. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's really freaking like, well, hard. Well, here's a fun thing. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely more fun than like, you know, some of the other scenarios you were talking <laughs> yeah. about. I'll say that much, but, um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's, that's really, that's really intense. I don't even know how you would go about paying someone to do that. That seems like you couldn't afford me. Okay. That's why I should be saying to people just like, mm, no, not the money in the world. That's more than escorting. That's also hours of acting. Yeah. You know, in a high stakes situation, like what if she fucking finds out at the wedding? Like you have that's that's like the potential to ruin someone's wedding day too. Well, not even just that. Like the the woman, like the yeah, the escort. She's putting herself in like mortal danger. Can you imagine, like yeah. bridesmaids, like round down the like I like right, <laughs> like it would not it would yeah. not be good. No, he's like I want you to not. catch the bouquet. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Honestly. I want you to befriend my wife and become the maid of honor. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry oh. we 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 got really deep there oh love that love that oh, <laughs> oh. absolutely not <laughs> one interesting thing we could kind of talk about is you know you talked about how you went from stripping to camming so it sounds like you've been doing this kind of work for a little while. How have you seen the industry change? Like, I guess I'm thinking particularly of stuff like OnlyFans in particular has probably changed a lot of the ways that like sex work is done. Do you have any insight on on that? Well, on OnlyFans, I don't have one myself. Like that's one of the things mm -hmm. I haven't really, you know, tried because I know a lot of women who do and it is very much based on like your online presence like yeah to start off with and I'm not really like a big like online person I'm very private mm -hmm. anyway like carry a pigeon like owls like send me letters <laughs> I'm not really the person that you text or like I keep up with like the Kardashians on here or whatever I just right. don't yeah. do that um so it, I wouldn't be making a lot of money I think the girls who do do a lot of like pictures on Instagram and things like that it's really mm -hmm. fucking great for them. And then obviously the Bella Thorne thing happened, but we won't get into that because I'll just, I'll end up like smoking from the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, OnlyFans is something I'm not really into, but yeah, the industry yeah. has definitely changed. Like it's gone from like, it's almost like the golden age of porn and the golden age of stripping was at one point a thing. And like now it's very much no one pays for porn anymore. 
like I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of that. It's, it's a bit more difficult for a woman to to charge for their mm. time now. And even in the in the strip clubs, the prices have gone down. The people who are going into the strip clubs don't want to go there just to see a woman. They want to go there to fuck her. And then that isn't something that people yeah, offer in yeah. UK strip clubs. You know what I'm saying? So it's really kind of difficult to earn money now. And and the, and the clubs were really difficult to, you know, navigate mm-hmm. through before I left for Corona. I'm not sure how it's even going to work again. I mean, things like podcasting, things like ethically made porn sites, like, you know, like all these people on Instagram who have their, you know, amazing, amazing, like the stripper writer who I had on my podcast. So great, at, um, you know, posting positive sex worker rights and things that are going on. Like, I think that's a really massively positive mm-hmm. thing to keep your eyes on. But when it comes to earning money, it's so, so much more difficult than it was. Even on cam, it's like so overly saturated mm. with women doing it now because no one's got a job in Corona. And you can't, you know, you, you can't judge people. Just like, yeah, <laughs> fucking get online. But it makes it a lot harder for yeah, right. the originals. The market's oversaturated to make at Do some you know I mean? point, you know. And because like you said, you can't really mm-hmm. go to a strip yeah. club or, or people aren't, feel like they shouldn't have to pay for some of these things, right? It's like harder to do it in the old, the old fashioned way, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> the old way. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about Bella Thorne a little bit in relation to OnlyFans. My understanding of the situation is that she, you know, created an OnlyFans profile and um, had sort of promised a certain type of photo or like to be a certain amount of nude in the photo and then charged a certain amount for it. It wound up that that content was not what she said it was. And like thousands of people <laughs> yeah. requested refunds or something like that. And so OnlyFans had to cap yeah. the amount of money you could ask for or make on a certain post or something like that. I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure the specifics, but obviously for Bella Thorne, it's not a big deal. She yeah. still made thousands. But for someone who's smaller, like that is that's their livelihood. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember all the specifics exactly, um, but yeah, as in money-wise and like how how much was taken off like certain certain groups of people or whatever. But yeah, long story short, you nailed it. Um, yeah, she basically said that, you know, if people liked her Instagram, which is really suggestive and erotic mm-hmm. anyway, you know, uh, go and look on her OnlyFans because then you'll be able to see actual <laughs> tit. And so all these men are going to be like, yeah, great, can't wait. Let's go and see these big old bangers. And then uh, you go on there and it's basically just like our Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's really demure that you're not really getting what, you know, you you were paying for. Um, she earned, I think it was like $3 million or $2 million uh, over the course of like a week. It was a lot of money. And um, and yeah, and she was just charging whatever. I think it was also, ugh, stupidly, researching a movie oh. role too. Because she wanted to do like this sex industry movie role. And obviously she got dropped from (laughs) that after this happened. So she never ended up doing it anyway. But yeah. So yeah, now they've capped it that you can't tip a certain amount. You only get paid once a month just because they're Mm -hmm. looking for chargebacks all the time. Instead of you just paying the money out weekly, which is what people were used to. Now they have to wait for a month, 28 Mm -hmm. days to get their payment, which is horrendous. Um, when people have got bills to pay and and yeah and you can't charge whatever you want anymore it's completely been capped because of a celebrity like Bella Thorne who didn't need the money anyway and was just doing it for what research yeah like that's yeah that's even worse man 
Yeah, apparent, apparently, though, apparently. I mean, this yeah. is all fucking waffle, isn't it, really? I mean, what was right. she doing it for? Like, I wanted to research how to be <laughs> one of you, so I tried to, you know, fuck with... Like, I don't understand. Maybe talk to someone. Maybe talk to a sex worker and figure that out. Yeah, exactly. Does she not have any <laughs> PR people or people that could, like, help right. her through life? Also, it's not like actually researching if she's already famous and doing it. Like, if she really wanted to research mm. it, she should, like make a fake profile yeah. like of some like you know pretend she's someone else and like start from scratch exactly yeah it's like there are yeah. real people living these lives and you just get to like try it on like a mm-hmm. costume and then take it off and be like yeah, sorry exactly you know? leaving destruction in her wake <laughs> but everyone lost their shit basically and um so yeah i mean i think yeah i mean even when when uh hustlers hustler uh-huh. the hustlers movie came out everyone was like i remember going to watch that and uh everyone was like oh ooh, not a stripper film ooh, with like jennifer lopez who yeah. is she she's not a stripper and you're like well let her live her life i went yeah. to watch it it was actually okay you know they weren't they didn't you know i mean cardi b was in it that's probably part of the reason why why it was totally yeah. okay because she's an actual <laughs> stripper even though she had like two lines in it or whatever but still that wasn't offensive to us as a yeah. sex worker community at least the groups of people I went with you could always hear who was working in the industry in the theatres because they'd be like oh my god look at her shows <laughs> or they'd be like th- you know throwing shade <laughs> yeah. at this at that that but I think no, the gentrification of sex work has, sure. has happened through Hollywood recently and it's I think it will start to continue to happen um I mean I'm not really sure how I mean, I'm, I don't know if Jennifer Lopez plays a stripper, if she went out to a strip club to, to do any mm-hmm. research. I'm not really sure if she did. But I mean, ide- ideally, you'd want people to just like actually read some books yeah. and ask some questions. Like you said, go and speak to a sex worker. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, that's fucking mind blowing, but so simple, right? Yeah. My favorite exactly. part of that movie was how it was like, <laughs> kind of anti-capitalist. It was also like, let's fuck with these, <laughs> these finance hedge fund workers. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's exactly the same as it is now. It's like, you're a fucking rich wanker and you're a wanker. It's not because you're right. rich. It's, yeah. it's the wanker bit. Do you know what I mean? It's more yeah. like, you see what I'm saying? Like women aren't there to just rape, rape people's wallets. And then that's another preconceived like notion that people have that we're all just really slutty <laughs> money grabbing hoes that have no morals. Right. That's just not the case well, <laughs> on the most part, you know, I'm not sure about everyone. But that movie kind of showed that it was, you know, it wasn't just because they had lots of money. It was just genuine because most of, for the most yeah, part, yeah, they were yeah. assholes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, so I get you. It's, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? For sure. I think that segues kind of nicely into what other people, if they are looking to get into sex work or camming or stripping or, you know, mm. whatever form of sex work they <laughs> want to do, what advice do you have for like newbies trying to get into the biz? I mean, I think it would just be, I mean, I didn't have any friends in the sex worker community before. And and it is Mm. kind of that funny thing. Like some people just won't, they'll just come from a completely different background, like completely muggle world. So that, that is just down to you to like read some books, like good books, um, or at least not Fifty Shades of Grey because that is just not one. <laughs> Do you have any suggestions for for good ones for good resources? Well, you know what, right? I think that for me, the biggest resource that has been like around is podcasts. That is a mm. big thing that I like listening to. Like people who mm. are strippers, and there's uh, Fifty Plus a Tip, which is like a good stripper podcast. Yeah, just any of those kind of like underground stripper ones that you that maybe just come out new. Or women who have worked in the sex industry and now are kind of talking about it later on. 
that kind mm-hmm. of is like to do or not to do kind of thing. Mostly it's like asking questions. Instagram's a good place. A lot of people who work in the sex industry who are actual real sex workers do post that they do it and aren't ashamed of it. Just send an email, you know? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just ask some questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't have that kind of resource though back in the day. I think it's, I think since Instagram's had these all, like new terms of service about posting nipples online, I think the whole sex industry <laughs> has blown up. Like, you know, we're here, we're, you know, we're out, you know, we, we're like, yeah. we have a voice. So I think it'd be a lot easier now for people starting off to be able to find some inspiration. Yeah. I think totally. it's that. Yeah, for real. So, you know, we've gone through kind of your whole story, which is, pretty much zero sex ed to now you are a professional, like, you know, all the tips and tricks. And (laughs) what do you wish that you had learned in sex ed, like knowing what you know now, or like, you know, if you could go back in time and and tell yourself (laughs) some things that you've learned over the years, like, what would you, what would you change about that? First of all, I'm still learning. I think everybody, there is no, there's no point in their lives where that like sex ed is just the end and you know everything. Like I feel like even now, especially in my thirties, cause I think that I've just come to my sexual prime. I want to know more than ever mm, about everything. Yes. And so, <laughs> so still I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I could put this on and I could put that around the end of his dick and that will make this happen. <laughs> and like, that's all still a thing for me. And I, and I'm, mm, I'm literally nice. flabbergasted every day when I go on lovehoney.com because it's so good. Um, <laughs> But I think for me, it would be to just like, this is just such a stupid thing to say though, isn't it? Like be okay in your own skin. Like you are what you are. Changing Mm -hmm. for a guy or changing to be okay with a situation, whether it's insects or not, to try and make someone else happy. I mean, I think everybody's probably done this. Like, oh, okay, is that what you're supposed to say or do? Or that's how you're supposed to moan? Mm -hmm. Like that's not, that's not, you know, that's not necessary. I mean, I think the right person or situation will be you know the the realism of things is is the most important I think for me and like having mm-hmm. real sex not porn star sex because that's not real so mm-hmm. I think I think I wish I'd known that that I didn't have to look and be and dress and and kind of have sex a certain way to be acceptable for a guy you yeah. know yeah now I just do whatever the fuck I like and I'm okay with that. And even if I, you know, don't want to have sex or, you know, I don't want to fucking stretch my asshole out that Wednesday afternoon, I'm going to say so. Okay. So that is basically it, I think, for me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Be yourself. Don't stretch yeah. your asshole out if you don't want to. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Uh, I love that oh my so gosh. much. <laughs> well, yeah, I do too. <laughs> Chloe, tell the listeners on the internet where we can find you around, uh, you know, where your podcast is, what your Instagram is. I'm sure people will love to check everything out after this. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're basically anywhere that you listen to good podcasts. So Spotify, Apple, we've got a uh, stripperstories.com, which is where you can find all the episodes, our YouTube, everything. And for the socials, it's Stripper Stories Podcast on Instagram. So yeah, check awesome. us out. Nice. Thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, it's been a trip for sure. Thank you. Honestly, I really appreciate it. It's nice to talk to such like open, well-rounded human (laughs) beings. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes sick. Thank you so much. Of course. Yes. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Sex Ed Podcast. If you can take some time to subscribe to our podcast or follow, I feel Mm -hmm. like all of these different platforms have different words for it. So just do the thing to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wherever you find us. 
We're glad you're there. Yeah. That said, we are going to be taking some time off of new episodes in April. Yes. Just to sort of regroup, reorganize, and get you amazing, amazing new guests and episodes uh, very shortly. But also that said, keep an eye on our Instagram because we are planning some fun stuff for the month of April. April is also Sexual Assault Awareness Month. While we won't be posting any new episodes, please keep an eye out for our blog. We'll be getting some new writing to you, all centered around Sexual Assault Awareness Month. You can find our blog on sexedpodcast.com or on Medium under the Sex Ed Podcast publication. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. This month, we're covering all kinds of resources and articles related to kink. You can find it on Substack or on our website. Again, that's sexedpodcast.com. Finally, thank you to Kent for mastering our sound. He is a gem. It's true. Okay. Thank you guys. We love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. What's the best thing about Switzerland? Their neutrality? I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. Uh, (laughs) There you go, guys. Are you laughing? I know 